Hello and welcome to Latest United We Stand podcast in association with Betfred. Betfred opened the first shop in Salford in 1967 and currently sponsor the United We Stand podcast. We're at Old Trafford for the Carabao Cup semi-final second leg and Manchester United are within touching distance of Wembley after their comprehensive 3-0 win at the City Ground last week. The mood is fairly relaxed, um, not tense at all. The atmosphere is a bit more low-key than a close tie would be. I'm thinking specifically about those Carling Cup semi-finals in 2010 against Manchester City in which um, were incredibly tense ties and had an atmosphere to match. Um, I've even had a few approaching me to discuss plans for Wembley, how am I getting there, train, coach, will I be staying over, those sorts of questions and possibly um, it's a bit arrogant and premature but we've done it anyway. Um, there'll be 9,000 Forest at Old Trafford though tonight so I'm hoping that will lift the the mood and the atmosphere a little because I'm hoping Manchester United fans will have a response to that because I'm sure Nottingham Forest will be getting behind their side. It's post-match after Manchester United have reached a Carabao Cup final after comprehensively beating Nottingham Forest by five goals to nil over two legs, 2-0 on the night. Um, with me, I've got John Ashton, Stu Edwards, James Young and John McCauley. Um, full house with it being an opening day of the new mag. Um, lads, how happy are we that we're in the final? Yeah, delighted. Um, I know we, I know we sort of was edgy a little bit about it, and I still spoke to people today who didn't t- didn't sort of you know take it for granted that we'll be going. But you know, when you do look back, it was over once we scored that second goal in the first leg. Um, I, I, you know, you watch Forest today, and you find at one point in the first half, I was thinking, you know, there's got to be a point when they when they're going to have a goal. Uh, but I think we were doing United a bit of a discredit. I don't think Forest didn't have a goal. I think United just didn't allow them to do that. I thought we were. Uh, a vastly superior football team who had their foot on their neck pretty much the whole of the game and uh, yeah it, it was comfortable it, it, obviously bringing on a couple of extra players up front with a bit more composure and quality up front was was what sealed it but um, yeah it, it never looked in any doubt and uh, yeah comprehensive win I'll come back to a couple of those points because you've raised some interesting ones there Stuart yeah it was over last week for me I mean they, they offered not much last week I know we scored early on, on didn't we and it was like you know what team we're gonna are we gonna pick out tonight? What team are we gonna come with? I think it was you know a strong enough team. You could argue maybe Casemiro, maybe Varane to be rested, but um, you know it's turned out okay at the end of the game. Pretty dull first half. They've come and did what I think we did about four or five weeks ago at Christmas, where they didn't really cross the halfway line. Uh, so they never looked like they were gonna you know offer anything up front. I think they just come to not get beat four or five nil. So we're yeah we're all obviously happy that we're uh, Wembley in four weeks time. I want to pick you up on some actually because I listened to your um, Reading performance at half time and he's very angry at the performance. But I'll come back to you. On okay. That, hey, James. Yeah. I mean I haven't seen United win a trophy at all. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> since following. No, but in terms of like following United properly, I went to the final, um, obviously in Gdansk that United lost, and I saw them beat Spurs in the semi-final in 2018 under Mourinho, but we lost that final as well. It's been years since United lost on a trophy, like, like 2007. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the cup scheme anyway, so I probably won't be able to, but um, the last trophy United won was in 2017, which is fucking ages ago, isn't it? Like, it's been too long. John? Yeah, great. You've seen it all. You seen were, it all. Been there. You, know, you were at the 1963 um, final. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember yeah. United playing in green and yellow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, really pleased. I mean, um, if you look at you know the, the United side over the last decade, 
we probably would have cocked it up tonight or, or last week. So I think, you know, it's a credit to the team and Ten Hag in terms of the progress we've made. And we've just got to get a bit of silverware. So, you know, Newcastle won't be a pushover in the final. I think they're a really solid team at the moment. They're hard to score against. But, you know, we've got to be confident with the team we've got. And as I say, I, I don't think we would have said that for many, many years. No, definitely not. And um, just, just to start, really, I like talking about the game in general. Um, I was, I don't know if I'm getting carried away, to be honest, but even half-time against Reading, half-time against Nottingham Forest, you know, I, I've seen performances there where United are just absolutely winning the ball back so quickly and just putting so much pressure on teams that they're going to crack eventually, aren't they? It's how top teams have looked in yeah. last year when you've watched City and, and Liverpool play at that level where they just don't give teams a second. <clears throat> you know, you're on them. And, and I know you can say that we have had a fortunate run of fixtures um, you know, we've lost at Arsenal, which is probably unfortunate without arguably our best player on the team anyway. But um, no, it, it, the progress is it's, it's tangible and it? you can see it on the pitch straight away. And we mentioned, didn't we, in the first half that there was a, there was a moment when we lost the ball on the left-hand side of the pitch and straight away Fred was on him and he didn't get and someone And you can, it's, you can tell it's from, from coaching, it's from, from winning games, it's from that mentality that they've got on the pitch. And fitness, you, you start, yeah, the fitness is another massive one. You know, that we said before, you, we were surprised that he picked such a strong team. But then you're also thinking, well, the team's fitter than ever. Maybe there's something in this, playing people every game and playing people does get you fitter and fitter. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm full credit to the manager. He's, uh, he's gone out there, he knows that there's a chance to win a trophy. Um, you know, whether our small squad might come to haunt us a bit when we're later on in the season, who knows? But at the minute, we're just on a good, uh, we're on a good bit of momentum, aren't we? And, Riding that wave where we, we just sort of look certainly at home anyway, we certainly look invincible at the minute at home and no, nobody gets a kick. Are you having this, Stuart? Because I was I was um, listening to your comments at Reading at half time and you know you were thinking that it's not a top team because we're not putting the ball in the net, which is a valid point there. But at the same time, uh, I, you know I can't help but be impressed by the the sort of squeezing up, the pressing, winning the ball back so quickly, and you yeah. know I, I think we're just laying siege on penalty boxes at the moment yeah we did we did do that first half but like I said it was it, there was no end product and that was sort of frustrating really and okay we turned it around second half but I, like I said to James at half time I, I missed for the chance Newcastle um, sorry Reading had just before half time um, I don't know I've not even seen it back it was a good save by De Gea but you know things like that can change games and uh, I think Boris actually had one tonight as well yeah well yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah so you know again if we're going to talk about maybe sitting Liverpool in the last four or five years um, I think they'd have put Red into bed in that first half. That's where, plus I'd had a couple of pints, so maybe I was being a bit, <laughs> a bit, a bit harsh. But um, you know, we turn it around in the second half, and again, that's that's the good thing. It's all about continuity, isn't it? It's about winning at home. It's about scoring two or three goals, and you know, it's just breeding success, really. And that's all we can keep doing. So it's, it's okay saying you know we, we've not played any decent teams, and obviously I agree with John. We shouldn't have lost at Arsenal. Um, but you've still got to beat what's in front of you and we're doing that convincingly at home so we need to take that forward for the next four weeks don't we yeah I'll carry it away you getting James well I think it, I'll go to it if United had beat Arsenal then it would have been different but I still think this season compared to last season it's just totally different it's just night and day in terms of the, the performances the home record that United have got um, the only game I can remember us losing at home this season was Sociedad and it's been so good since the start of the season they just look really, really good in, in the sense that you don't go into games like this at all thinking United are going to lose or they're going to draw, whereas last season especially, there were so many games that just blur into each other. I, was, I saw um, highlights the other day of the Wolves game and I actually totally forgot that it ever happened and there's so many games like that towards the end of last season where it was just so shit and now they've turned it around completely but I think in terms of easy semi-finals, I think this is up there with Schalke and Hull under Mourinho in terms of like no one thought we were going to lose this and they, they didn't. 
John, you've seen a lot of good United teams over the years. Yeah, um, I have to say I love. You know, I'm, I'm loving watching United again. I think I fell out of love with it a bit in recent years because it was a difficult watch at times. Um, I think you know, there's there's always been a great calibre of player at United. They've signed some massive signings in the last ten years, but there's been no cohesion, no kind of direction, team spirit, or whatever. And and those players out today, they look like a team. You know, they're working for each other. There's no big prima donnas, and I, I almost look at like the Casemiro signing as. I don't want to over-egg it because we've not won anything yet. But, you know, we signed Cantona. We had some good players when we signed Cantona, but it wasn't quite gelling and he was the catalyst. And I, I can see Casemiro potentially having the same kind of impact uh, over the next two or three seasons. So, so yeah, there's, there's, as a United fan, it's great. You know, we've had 10, 10 and 11 difficult years, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. I want to come on to Casemiro, actually, so that leads us on nicely. I, I think um, we were saying, weren't we, John, like as well as his ability... You know, when you when you think of our performances at like Anfield at the back end of last year, you know they were the worst moments for me as a United fan because it was just like complete white flag from kickoff. You know, we we had players like Paul Pogba come off after five minutes. Um, I, I see Casemiro as a great player, but also, you know, you can see him um, getting more out of other players as well because how good how good would it be, you know, to f- take the field with him? You know, you know that you're in a going to be in a game and you're not going to lie down well characters after the battle isn't it and I think that's what the manager's done so well you know we've, Anthony's not exactly everyone's cup of tea but he's you know ability wise but he, he never hides he gets Spiring. stuck in you know <laughs> you know even Garnacho tonight was a point when he was you know sticking up for that. is that fire in that team and you know the, the, well teams over the last five years you could carve better men out of bananas couldn't you than yeah. some of the stuff we've had but you know they are they, they, his character's a massive thing you know Martinez is another one you, you can tell that desire and how much he wants to play for you and you, you know woe betide anyone who's on that pitch who doesn't give everything but um, it's it's little things it's just little things in there like like you said that, that closing down you don't have to be a fantastic footballer to be able to go and close someone down to be able to have working cohesion to, you know and that's the, they're the sort of things that get worked on in training where someone gets the ball you go you know when to go you know when to go you go with him you know and hounding hounding down in, in packs like that and, and that's that's the, the thing that they're getting right I think at the minute Going back to what, what Stu said, the disappointment is that we're not putting teams away. I think the problem lies from the fact that he's built a very solid foundation of a team now. The back four strong, he keeps the ball, the midfield's good. He's just still lacking a little bit up front. Um, there's a bit of, you know, like you said, there's, there's players who, who are not perhaps taking chances that they should do and making wrong choices. And, you know, some young players up there not doing a business. So it, it took today, it took until Rashford come on and, you know, he's he's the one who set both the goals up with a, with a bit of composure. I think that's just what we're lacking a little bit. We're, we're lacking that little bit of composure and just that ability to put the ball in there that Rashford seems to have found that perhaps he didn't have last year. So, you know, there's hope that maybe other players or maybe some players coming in, um, once you get them, I think we'll be right up there. Yeah, Stuart, I mean, I I, no, I noted today that we were leaving, like, tackles in on players when we were 3-0 up an aggregate yeah, with yeah. only 20 minutes to go. And, you know, I, I think that's great to see. I, to no, I, yeah. totally. <laughs> Even Casemiro's booking it. He ran, he was pissed off, obviously. <laughs> you know, he was pissed. It was stupid. But in another way, great to see, apart from, I think he's on... Yeah, I can't wait to get to another five and he's well, out of the cup no, final. No, I think he's, yeah. I, say, I think he's on six or seven, maybe. So that's for worry. Maybe, maybe not the cup final, but maybe Anfield away, beginning of March. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't want him to miss that, but that's a, lot, that's a long way away. But, no, it is. The togetherness is, is fantastic. Even Vegos, he's only been here two minutes and he's getting stuck in and, you know, sticking up for his teammates. Doesn't know him. 
Um, you've mentioned Ganacho a bit feisty tonight. You know that was that was good to see. And that's all about character. You know, at one point I wondered whether Tanag was going to keep Ganacho on just to see you know about his temperament. But I think it was probably the right thing to to do to you know take him off with 20 minutes to go. So collectively, yeah. They're playing for each other, they're running for each other, and we've certainly not had that for, for the last four or five do years. Know, do you not think he does do well as well? So to put in, I think he's doing well as well in terms of the rotation of players. Is that he's giving players enough minutes so that when they do come in, they're not in the cold. You know, there was times in the past where players would not play for a month. Then he'd throw 11 players and they've not played for ages, and you wonder why they crap. And I think he's kept that quite well. You know that Garnacho's getting enough minutes, Fred's playing enough minutes, you know, and I think that's really working well. Um, one thing you keeping well. everyone happy. Yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. And what about you, James? Um, I mean, we've even got Anthony that walks around with a permanent cob on, but I, lo- I love seeing that, do you? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's what I mean. United have lacked players like that over the past couple of seasons that actually look like they want to be there instead of... I think the issue was, and we've said this loads of times, the strategy before was signing players like Pogba and like Ronaldo, who obviously have got great individual talent, but they never really wanted to help anyone else out on the pitch. I think that's the difference now. I'd rather see a team of players like that who both want to help each other out and at the ability probably aren't at the level of other players like that but it, it works much better as a team when you've got everyone else working together and, and trying to you know be a much better uh, squad as a result I think the only issue I have is the squad depth clearly isn't there because the second level the second leg of a league cup tie and you're still playing Casemiro and bringing on Rashford and that sort of thing and it just if one of those two gets injured then you're out of a, a big problem yeah definitely John we've got Martinez Anthony um, Bruno um, Casemiro all feisty characters how does it tally up with the 94 team like you've seen I mean the game's different nowadays isn't it <laughs> if, uh, yeah I <laughs> <laughs> don't know but Newton Ephra alright um, yeah I think I think as I said it's just not something we've had some of the you know we've had some big names but we haven't had the, the fighting spirit this team know how to have a scrap as well and they're, they're a bit feisty and, and again fans want to see that it raises the it raises the atmosphere in the ground as well. I think the fans have been great from what I've seen this season. Um, you know, there's times in the last ten years where it was everyone was depressed watching yeah. them, and you could sell the atmosphere. Whereas now, you know, when you see a tackle fly in, it gets everyone off the seat. It's great. It, just on that, I mean, it was a bit alien to me. But when I was driving to driving here for the derby, you know, I, I knew I, I didn't know we'd win. But what was really evident to me, you know, is that we weren't going to lie down, and it was a great mm. feeling that because. It's kind of alien to me after seeing us at, you know, so many City games, so many Liverpool oh, games. Yeah, it is. And, you know, that that's all supporters ask, isn't it? They want, they want you to put up a fight, you know, against, yeah. against these teams. And anything less is just a disgrace. Absolutely. As United yeah. fan, we demand it off our players. You know, you yeah. look at the you look at the best players of each generation and, you know, whether it's your Rooney's or, or your Mark Hughes's or your Steve Bruce's, they've, they've just got that kind of steely mentality and, and that's that's winning mentality in it you know yeah. that that will ultimately win us trophies at some point uh, it might not be the league cup it might not be the fa cup yeah. but it, with the way we're playing like and and the attitude of the players it's no one's it, gonna have an easy ride against no, no, us, no, i think that comes back yeah, if yeah. you mentioned the 94 team though obviously but the spine of a team is critical in it and i think yeah. we've got that now apart from maybe that number nine yeah. who's going to bag 30 goals you know we had Cantona, Usins. Keen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce who'd kick shit out of people. You know, yeah. we had that throughout the spine of a team, and yeah. we've got that now, nearly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll just come back to the striker then. So you, you're, you know, you're you're saying it's worrying times. I mean, my view on it is is that it, no matter what striker number nine we field, there is just something missing, isn't there? 
Yeah, I mean, Mars, one attribute or the other. Martinell's not everyone's cup of tea, and he's yeah. probably not the long-term answer. But I do think United are a better outfit when he does play. Um, not necessarily from his output, but I think I think Rashford plays better when he's got Marcel up there with him for whatever reason. You know, some players just do dovetail quite well like that. Um, you know, they're running in space that perhaps the layman don't see. But I just think they do play better like that. Um, but again, you can't. You know, you see more of Anthony Bloom at the match these days, don't you? Than you do Anthony <laughs> Marcel. But um, no, you you can't keep relying on him. Vegost is clearly just a, a short-term signing. He's he's doing a job. He's, he's you know, just probably the luckiest man in the world, isn't it? That he's playing for United, but you know, he gets stuck in. He's doing a job, but he's not going to be the answer. But you just think if you could get somebody who, you know, is one of those number nines who plays up there, who's 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 all over the show. I'm not talking about an out-and-out striker who sits and waits for the ball. I'm talking about you know your modern-day strikers, are the ones who drop deep, the ones who go wide. You know, doing the ones who interchange with other players. If you could do that and and get one of the two right wingers or the other one out of jail. Um, and back in the team and, and playing well you know you wouldn't be a million miles away because that is literally the only bit we are missing is for me as the striker and just having that bit of consistency and, and output on the right wing Has he been a bit tight on Vegas though Stuart? Calling him uh, you know luckiest man alive well, well, he, he, pro he probably <laughs> yeah. does think that Alanga's obviously not been ripping up trees either has he so he's not took his chance really but you know Vegas is, we all know what he's probably with strengths are. and again he's only been with, with us five minutes so you know he could, he could easily score the winner against Newcastle in the final couldn't he um, but yeah we're all pretty sure but who knows he could, after May June if he's happy to stay you know you, you need reserve strikers or people you know happy to play maybe 20-25 games so if he does well in the next you know 10-12 weeks who knows he could stay on but he's better than I thought he would be but he's, yeah. he's just not he's, the answer is he you know, no, he wasn't exactly a massive cue to, to, to sign him he's just no. he's, he's the best of what was available so, so and, without him he might have been really and gives us so, a different option so yeah, I, I think, I think he, he should have scored tonight shouldn't he and I think he should have had a penalty as well but um, again he's getting stuck in and he's doing a job which is probably better than what Martial does up front it shows United have been a bit more shrewd as well and it's the fact that they're not spending 70-80 million pounds on a striker they've not heard of properly in the transfer window it's not going to work out it's because skin I know but that's what I mean <laughs> the, you know people are like oh, why, why, didn't you spend, why didn't United spend loads of money in January they couldn't because of the, the financial fair play situation and because of the fact that they've made that mistake before with Sanchez and players like that it's, it's a terrible time uh, to be signing players but I think um, a lot of United's great teams had like reserve strikers like Hernandez for example was a big part of that team that won the, the league in 2011 and, and 2013 as well you need players like that like uh, Park Ji Sung's a good example like bit part players that are good in the sense that they can come off the bench and that they've got that squad depth and if you look at all of United's great teams they have players um, like Nani, Anderson and all sorts of players like that that could fill those roles that didn't start every game but were still willing to chip in yeah, definitely. Go on, I think, yeah, in terms of strikers, when you look at the benchmark, City have obviously had players like Aguero, Haaland currently, uh, and Liverpool, when they were riding really high, you had Mane and uh, Salah and, and um, Firmino to a degree, you know, banging the goals in. And, and I think, like, we're progressing, like, we're moving forward. Everyone's fans are more relaxed, more comfortable because they can see we're making progress. But yeah, Rashford's Rashford's in great form, and it's great to see him doing We're so well. a bit too much. We're on him a bit too point, much yeah. on him. Yeah, yeah, without Rashford, you feel where's the goals coming from, perhaps. Well, we, we but we need those big players like City. Sorry, yeah. We signed Ronaldo, and I'm not going to. I'm not doing Ronaldo. God, I'm not be, no, no, no. Well, I mean, just in general, as that sort of player. But but we signed him, and many people said that you know you've you've basically signed, you've bought the cherry for a cake you've not baked yet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now is the time to buy that cherry. I think. <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Not necessarily that particular fucking cherry, but yeah, just cherry. But yeah, now's the time we need that sort of player. You sound like you're angling for him back. Ronaldo free. Stuart, I want to come to you because I think you all have had the best view of it from where you see it is. The penalty. Because I'm a bit disappointed. Vegost. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think he, he came in, nicked the ball, and got kicked. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, was VAR there tonight? Yeah, yeah, it was. It there, was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So I've, I've no idea. Yeah, I yeah. thought straight away, but obviously, what, what do I know? I mean, <laughs> the thing that's frustrating me with this now, and it, you know, obviously we benefit from it at the Manchester derby. You know, you could say, but yeah, maybe the thing that's annoying me is, is that you know, referees have clearly got that wrong. Yet they're not overturned. So the the official line is that they've got it right. You know, yeah. it's kind of like widening the threshold like to ridiculous extents to justify decisions that are wrong yeah what, yeah. what I say back but, but at the same time like you said yeah. I sit about 30 yards away from, from, from where it happened and, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And, I, and I do trust my, my, my judgement and my, my gut instinct I'm not stupid you know, I don't appeal for everything and I, yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was a stonewall yeah. he sneaked behind defender didn't know he was there took the ball and got kicked got brought down should we be whinging lads or is it you know do we need, just need to get on with it in terms of what VAR. Well, if we didn't have it, everyone would be moaning about the officials saying like we needed to improve and everything like that. But I think the thing that pisses me off about VAR, it's the thing that it needed to be improved in the first place and that there was a problem, like offsides and things like that. It didn't need to be fixed. That's the thing that annoys me about yeah, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's this thing of, well, actually, it was broken in the first place and it needed to be fixed. Well, certain things, yeah, like goal-line technology, I'm all for that. That needs to be introduced. But that's a lot clearer than, is it daylight? What's offside? What isn't? It just the problem that I have with it is the speed of it, the efficiency, and the, the inconsistency of how it's delivered. If, they, if it was a lot more clear on what is and what isn't fouls or offsides or whatever, then I'd be all for it. But it isn't. Yeah. I think there's another issue cropping up with it though, and I think that this is just my point of view. But I think I've seen not just in United games either. I've seen forwards brought down in the last three weeks, three four weeks. You know that. I am absolutely convinced they would give that if VAR didn't exist. Mm. So it's like they're just saying no action because. But you're not bored yeah. of like the entire debate around it because it's been like the same thing on it for two years pretty much. Well, I think now. James is right there because the, the thing with VAR is because of all the hindrances he's just mentioned, the time it takes, you know, the, the scope that comes around it. VAR has to be spot on. We know that referees didn't get everything right in the first place, but what's the point of adding all this extra malarkey to the to the game? And VAR's still not getting it right. You might as well let the referees get it wrong and we've still got this game we enjoy where you're not half-hearted cheering goals in case you're worried that the flag's going to go up or it's going to go here, there and everywhere. You know, and I think that's the thing with it. The, the biggest thing is, is the consistency with it all. They seem to, every time they do a decision that's contentious, they change a rule. And then nobody seems to know what the rules are. I mean, even last night, you know, they, they sent the referee to, um, to the screen to send um, Grimara's off yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at Newcastle. And I don't think it was a black and white pardon the pun um, I don't think it was a black and white decision and, and, and you think to yourself, well, the point is that you can see if he's not giving it tonight it's because it's supposed to be clear and obvious well make it clear and obvious every time You know, it, I think that's what winds people up it's the inconsistency with it all I've, I've seen it back on Twitter and it's an absolute it's a stonewall penalty that so I don't know why you know he's not blowing his whistle I, as, as I blame Simple. the referees on Simple. field as much as VAR because it's you know as far as I'm concerned that is He's he's stood in a good position, you know. He's not far away from it. You can clearly well, see it's the, a penalty, the, the irony so was then that they didn't yeah. seem to really look at it, and then two minutes later they went to VAR for a possible red card over something that was absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. And you think it was the referees have almost got a comfort blanket with VAR, yeah, yeah. so consequently they're not it's as sharp. They're not as you know they're not as on it perhaps as what they no. was before it, and it's been so disruptive to the game that you know. The, the question marks are just as equal now as before the AR so what's the point but it is funny though isn't it like during the derby when City scored and it got ruled out I was pissing myself because it is funny seeing like away fans especially mm. go absolutely like mental and like it's for nothing it, well, the, the thing is with United as well as you always know it's always been the same 
whenever we get one going our favour, you get the memes out and all these stupid crap, and you know, it, I think this is it gets, dis it gets discussed yeah. in Parliament every time yeah. we get one going our favour. But yeah. these bit, honestly, for every one we've got got in our favour recently, there's been five go against us. And they why never why get did the World Cup seem so good then? I watched loads of the games, and oh, but, bad, yeah. but, but yeah. the decisions were much quicker, and it didn't seem there was hardly any controversy. Bodies doing it all, don't they? That's, that's what I'm saying. But we're all professional, trained, you know, men, women, whatever. It's just yeah. Anyway, we'll move on to happier um, plans. What are we doing for Wembley? Monkey bus, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, make it, making up, making a bit of a comeback. Yeah, it's been a while since. Last time I was on. No, it's been a while since Wembley trip. It were, I, mean, I think I left the house at five and got home at seven. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember it well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's that next year? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably taking my lad down, so I'll probably go down, but maybe stay over. Yeah. What weekend of it? No, just for Sunday night, I think, just so it's not a ball like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not been confirmed kickoff time, has it? R4 four normally is or whatever. Minute, so it just relieves the pressure of getting back and then you can just chill out and come back Monday, maybe. You said you're struggling for a ticket, Well, James. if I can get a ticket, yeah. I'll go, but I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm not, well, no, because the... the Which is the worst bit, anyway. The, the Avanti West Coast <laughs> service is the worst thing ever, and I don't want to go all the way down to London for to fucking stand outside two hours to try and scalp one so we'll see well, you will see yeah yeah <laughs> john's um john's still collecting his token sheet right man of the match then john uh, oh i'm not i'm not a chance to think about that martin has for me yeah uh, yeah probably casemiro again uh, good question. <laughs> uh, probably Casemiro. Just he's like a, just keeps everything ticking over. Great. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Fred. Actually, I thought Fred Fred had a good game again. Got stuck in. Got his goal. He's a, he's a yeah, I think he's a tough one tonight. I think there's just Martin a lot of seven out a lot of seven out of tens tonight. But just um, for setting the tone, putting the tackles in, you know, passing the ball forward with it, you know, um, some purpose. I'll go Casemiro. Casemiro. Also, have you ever drunk Carabao before? No, never. No. It's called yeah. goth juice, isn't it? No, that's, that was monster. Drank oh, toilet got... duck. <laughs> was that the last cup finally went to? <laughs> yeah. We got in at seven. <laughs> Still ain't no bargain. It's about 39p a can. No, cheers to everyone that bought the mag. It was an opening day tonight. Um, and the mag will be on sale. I think it's another three games now with all these home cup draws we keep getting. Um, not that I'm com complaining about Manchester United being back to the best again. Well, best. Better, probably exaggerating. Better. Being better <laughs> again, yeah. yeah. Um, cheers from all of us. Um, we will be back. God, I'm getting so confused Saturday. now with oh, home games. Saturday, yeah. <laughs> Crystal Palace. Is that the first yeah. three o'clock Saturday we've had this season at home? Yeah, it is, yeah. That's yeah. mad. Yeah, they don't move the Chuck Cones off Chester Road. I'll be coming straight back before, as soon as I get home. So. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we have literally got six, I think, six home games in sort of 29 days. So, yeah. yeah it's a, it is a, a crazy month, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's a massive month. You know, I'm not going to compare it to like, you know, April, you know March, April 99. But, <laughs> but no, yeah. it's a mass. Yeah. It is in terms of the team and, and, and even going into next year, you know, it can all fall apart can't it, it could the Barcelona yeah. games you know the final anything can happen Anfield topping it, topping it all off so it is a huge month ahead. it's exciting as well you know Leeds yeah. twice yeah, cup final I mean. Barcelona home and away with, with yeah, yeah. not the biggest of squads and you know and a couple of players on the fringe and Sancho coming back so yeah a big big test so there you have you've had it from the um, most positive man going um, it's a great month to be a red and after all the dross that we've for birthday as well <laughs> <laughs> after all the dross we've observed over the last few years um, enjoy reds and enjoy Wembley goodbye